Hello, this is Dr. Shiva. Welcome to our podcast, Get Educated or Be Enslaved. Episode 996, air date November 16th, 2021. Hello, everyone. This is Dr. Shiva Idre. Welcome. Uh, it is uh, 4.04 p.m. Today, we're going to be talking about, in a continuation of my analysis, of really exploring how the British crown really is on a neo-colonialist rampage to try to essentially take back the quote-unquote what they consider uh, their colony still, the United States. And you're going to see this analysis in a deep way. Part of what I shared yesterday was to talk about how divide and rule has been one of the foremost strategies of the British crown for many, many, many centuries. Losing America, which is what happened in 1776, was a profound disappointment to the British crown. Since 1776, the British crown has been working extremely hard in many, many ways, in many ways to try to bring America back into this fold. And if you find this sort of hard to believe, you just need to look back at history. And we'll be discussing this over many, many different sessions over the next few days and weeks. Um, And just to give you a a point, you can think about uh, after 1776, uh, who was it that actually occupied the Capitol and burned down the White House? It was the British. Who was it really uh, inside of the Civil War? It was the British. Who is, got us, who's the one who really, uh, uh, you know, um, uh, sparked and got involved in creating World War I because they were so afraid of the rise of Germany, that was also Britain, and you can go to World War II and today. And we'll be discussing this. But today, what I want to talk about is a, a profound event that's taking place that many of us may just be thinking it's just sort of tabloid, which is why is, quote unquote, Prince Harry in the United States, um, and what is he up to? Why do we so- see so much of him? Why is he in the headlines? And what I'm going to share with you today, he's really becoming the dookie. I think John called it. John, did you call it dookie? Uh, no okay. Okay. It's really the duke of censorship. And you're going to see that he's been appointed as one of the commissioners of disinformation by the liberal elite Aspen Institute. And quite interesting, right? He's been appointed one of the commissioners to oversee censorship in the United States and for that matter on the, in the world. And the Aspen Institute, in collaboration with his foundation, just released a report. The Duke, sorry, the Duke of Censorship, as I want to call him, has put out a report basically showing why uh, we must stop these repeat spreaders. And they're branding him in an Orwellian way as one of the people who's going to be involved in stopping misinformation. So where does this go to? Go look back, and you can type this in on Google. Go look back and type in First Amendment bonkers, quote-unquote, Prince Harry. And you will see about less than three or four months ago, this fool said that the First Amendment is bonkers. Okay? So here's a guy who really has no credentials in any of this. And overnight, he is going to dictate, he's going to guide, he's going to be part of this elite, which is going to essentially continue the decimation of the First Amendment. Today, we're also going to talk about our lawsuit, which was the first to expose 
the domestic censorship infrastructure that has been set up in the United States, brought to you by the British Crown. And are going to understand that because it was the Atlantic Council out of Britain which sponsored the Long Fuse report. It was a Twitter partnership support portal which was originally created in Britain uh, by Twitter and then it was distributed everywhere else. So Britain hates the First Amendment. And I don't mean the British people. The British people are victims of this. I don't mean British businesses. I'm talking about the British crown. And again, to repeat, as I shared yesterday, when you look at the arc of human history, the first time everyday people were afforded something like the First Amendment and the Second Amendment was the formation of America. So the American experiment was absolutely profound in the history of humankind. And it's not anything about being jingoistic about America. It's not about being a nationalist. It is just a fact that the those who created America, those who fought for it, were fighting for this one incredible principle called the right to free speech that, in fact, the highest form of protected speech was you your ability to say anything against political officials. And as many of you know, in our experience here in, in Massachusetts, by the way, Massachusetts, if you go to Harvard University, another, when you walk into Harvard Yard, you're actually walking back into medieval England, okay? So we're going to discuss how the Atlantic Council funded the Long Fuse Report, which says we must clamp down on the super spreaders or repeat spreaders of disinformation, where I was named one of six people. And this is the same group that Prince Harry is now leading and in charge of. And I'm going to share, share with you all the photographs today. And you're going to see how incestuous this is and how dangerous this is and why you know, that the American Revolution was quite extraordinary. We may need another new American Revolution because right now the British crown is on a rampage to destroy and completely decimate the First Amendment, which they've already done through the creation of this domestic censorship infrastructure. So in September of 2020, many of you know, I was running for United States Senate in the general election and I exposed the malfeasance of the elect state election director of Massachusetts who had deleted ballot images, which is illegal by United States law. I tweeted my email interactions with her on social media as a US Senate candidate. And it was the, it was the Massachusetts government, which was shown in federal court that had contacted Twitter to have me thrown off through what was called a Twitter partnership support portal, a VIP access. And as we unraveled this, we found out that that framework was created originally in England by, and there's documents that we exposed, which we were the first to discover by the British, uh, by the, the general counsel of Twitter. And it was a portal that was created so government officials in London could silence British citizens. And then it was exported to India for use. Then it was tested in Taiwan, Australia, all Commonwealth countries. And then it was brought to the United States right around the time after Brexit. And we're going to discuss more about that. But that was December 2018. So what occurred in 2018 that our lawsuit uncovered was that the, 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 the general the general counsels of Twitter, in fact, one of the women who originated the partnership support portal in London, 
and they organized a team at the Belfer Institute in Harvard. And that Belfer Institute in Harvard was organized a project called the Defending Democracy Project. And the Defending Democracy Project created what are known as playbooks, which our lawsuit brought out in federal court. Okay. And let me share with you those playbooks. Those playbooks uh, in black and white stated that it is important to silence U.S. citizens if they spread, quote unquote, misinformation and disinformation about U.S. elections. Everything right, John? Yeah, everything. Okay. So that's what that loss, that's what these playbooks, again, these playbooks were created at Harvard. Again, if you look back at the origin of Harvard, it was started long time, even before the founding of America. It is essentially a, uh, Harvard is fundamentally a training ground for those individuals, particularly people places like the Kennedy School of Government, to train the elites of uh, the United States. And this playbook, as everyone sees here, is one of the documents that we discovered. You notice what it says, the Election Influence Operations Guide, Understanding Election Misinformation and Disinformation, okay? Election Influence Operations Guide. And you can go see the other videos. So what we presented at that time to the judge in federal court was, let me bring this up. Let me share the screen here. We shared with the judge the fact that in this playbook, what we had discovered quite to everyone's uh, shock was that the playbook, this is playbook one, defines people called influence operators, okay? And for state and local officials, understanding election misinformation, disinformation, Belfer Center, this Orwellian term defending democracy project, okay? And guess who was the authors of this playbook? I just want you to look at this. Eric Rosenbach right here. He was the former chief of staff at the Pentagon, okay? And you see a number of people's names that you're going to see again that'll show up. You see Amy Cohen, who's the executive director of this organization called the National Association of State Election Directors. Over down here, you see Twitter Legal was a co-author of this playbook, okay? And this is called the Defending Democracy Project. No one hired these people to defend democracy. And the other people in this playbook are Robbie Mook, okay? He was Clinton's former campaign manager. Both Republicans and Democrats are involved here from the establishment, okay? But this, this document, which we presented in court, literally goes through and it says the understanding election misinformation. They define what is misinformation, disinformation. They define the misinformation plan and they talk about scenarios, okay? And in this document, it says, our hope is this playbook can be a resource to help you counter these evolving threats to, in your work protecting our democracy. This is for state officials. Who is a, and by the way, remember, I was exposing a state official because she violated federal law. And what we were sharing with the judges when we discovered these playbooks, we were saying this playbook was used against a U.S. Senate candidate. Remember, the highest protection of the First Amendment is to protect free speech against your government. And that's exactly what I was exercising. But this playbook was exercised on our campaign. And here they define what an IO is, an influence operator. So they have very specific definitions. It's literally a manual, okay? 
What is disinformation? What is misinformation? They talk about content that's highly emotive. You know, you're not supposed to have emotions, right? And and it's talking about social media has made easy for bad actors, okay? And and they talk about why misinformation matters. But look what they're talking about right here. This is one of the most explosive things here. They are defining what is misinformation. While misinformation just very common misinformation most likely green traction elections are the people who run elections are corrupt. Let me focus in on that. People who run elections are corrupt. Okay. So that's in this playbook. So what was I doing in, in, in September 24th, 25th, I was calling out the state election director that she was corrupt essentially because she had deleted ballot images. Right then, this playbook was executed on me, a U.S. Senate candidate, a U.S. citizen, and it went into force, as I've talked about in earlier doc, uh, earlier discussions. And as a result of that, I was targeted, okay? And any person in the United States could be targeted. Anyway, so that's what this first chapter of the playbook talks about, part one. It talks about how you report. It gives scenarios of how you report misinformation, uh, disinformation, how you track it. it, gives examples of different, and it talks about the cycle of an influence operation, um, so on. So it's basically a handbook of trying to track American citizens who may be, quote unquote, spreading misinformation and disinformation. OK, so that's the, the first part of the playbook or part one. And then it talks about what you should do. You should anticipate this is for government, anticipate and prepare, identify these people, respond and resolve, learn and improve is really a, uh, you know, a keyword for keep tracking them. OK, and we'll come back to this. All right. So that was the first playbook that we shared in federal court and playbook two. When we shared this, the judge was shocked that it, in retrospect, he was actually shocked that I discovered it because this meant that, remember this judge went to Harvard. We live in Massachusetts, which is a very close community. And what I had exposed, not only with this playbook, but the second playbook, let me bring up the second playbook here, was too devastating to the elites. And the second playbook, goes into gross detail about how we silence people. So play, part this is part two, okay? Part two of the playbook says the response plan. Part one was how you identify people like you or me if, if we say anything against election officials, okay? And part two goes into gross detail defining the four stages of countering election influence operations, okay? These are those four stages. But critical in this thing is anticipate and prepare, tells the government how they should build a team of people to silence, silence American citizens. But when you go through this, in particular, let me go to this page here. It says, how do you define? And by the way, in this in this playbook, it defines how Twitter has set up its own partner support portal. OK, as well as uh, uh, Twitter how government has a VIP access to them, okay? Let me go here. The important point here is in this playbook, how do you identify and assess? Well, they tell people, government officials, to watch for what keywords that were in my post. For example, if I call out someone doing election fraud, that would light me up. The other thing that they specifically do is talk about how you assess someone being an influence operator. So I want everyone to look at this. This playbook, to those of you who are listening who don't have access to the documents, says that one of the ways, there are three criteria that you assess the severity of 
the threat of a U.S. citizen to government. One is, do they have a voice, an established voice? Obviously, I had an established voice. This was on Twitter. Credibility, obviously, a guy who has multiple degrees from MIT, who's assigned to, who's published, has credibility. And volume, close to 400,000 followers, and my tweets would get 20, 30,000 retweets. So I was targeted by these folks because I was exposing the malfeasance of the U.S., uh, in this case, the Massachusetts government's election official. Again, it's here in black and white. I hope everyone's understanding what I'm saying. The government, in collusion with big tech, has created a document on how you silence people. So we presented this in court. The judge appeared that he was very excited about this case. In fact, he said that our lawsuit would become a law school exam. And then he proceeded to give me a lawyer. At the end of that process, what we really found out was he wanted to torch my lawsuit. He wanted me to drop everything against these officials. He did not want me to expose what we call the network that I discovered of all these people's involvement. He just wanted me to get back on Twitter. Me, homie, didn't want to play that game, okay? So I, uh, he sealed our lawsuit, then he ad had me file that one complaint, which I did, and I said, you know what? I don't want to go on Twitter. I'm out of here because I did not want to let the establishment just put me on Twitter and say everything is fine. 99% of the other world, would have, probably others would have taken it, thought that was a victory, but what I had discovered, as I'll show you shortly, was something far more important, as you know, that I had also discovered the network of people who were involved. And let me share that with you, with everyone. And this will come to Prince Harry because he and the British crown are the ones who are part of this network. So in the course of our lawsuit, we found these two playbooks, which are literally handbooks for government to work with social media companies to silence every American citizen. And I repeat, the British crown never wanted us to have the first amendment. They still don't. This is why this fool, and that's what he is. And I think, John, it was good you called him Dookie, okay? <laughs> I think he is a Dookie. And you can look at what Dookie means. It's a piece of shit, I believe. Right, John? Yeah, that is technically so. so this Dookie, Harry, that's what we should call him, Dookie Harry, comes to the United States, and he calls the First Amendment bonkers. Because guess what? The British crown hates the First Amendment. They hate it. They hate freedom. Freedom for them, the elites, the upper caste, but not freedom for you or I. All right, so Dookie, as you'll see, goes to the Aspen Institute and gets himself appointed. So that he's a basically a British agent, everyone. The British crown has sent Dukas here to infiltrate the American intelligentsia to lead them, guide them. But it's more than that, as you're going to find out. The British crown and the British elites are funding through an organization called the Atlantic Council they are funding the domestic censorship infrastructure. So the playbook one playbook done at Harvard, right? Essentially still, you know, they're connected to Britain, the British crown. You go, you walk into Harvard Yard, you feel like you're walking back into Britain, okay? So that's the playbooks. These playbooks one and two were created at, uh, at Harvard, okay? And one of the persons who started that uh, a Twitter support portal came out of the general counsel from Britain, okay? All roads lead back to the British crown, okay? Now, Pardon me, Dr. Shibu, yes. before you move on, um, uh, Kim is asking me a good question. How do we get copies of these playbooks? If you want to get copies of the playbooks, so we created a site. Let me show that to you. I'm going to go to our website. Um, let me bring this up, winbackfreedom.com. As you know, we are, we are not here to sugarcoat stuff. We have lost the First Amendment. And Prince Harry is here 
to completely vaporize it. And they're sugarcoating it how they're going to vaporize it. So Kim says, where do we get the playbook? So if you, if everyone wants to go right now, and by the way, all of you know, um, John, you can probably play the truth, freedom, health. The videos that we do, the science that we do, the discoveries, all of this is supported by the contributions you guys made. So I want to thank you. So everyone should contribute to the movement for truth, freedom, and health. Okay. So if we go here to, let me share with you the screen here, and I'm going to go to this, the, um, uh, where is this? The, uh, I think I got to show here. Hold on. Uh, all right, here we go. All right winbackfreedom.com. All right, here we go. All right. So let me take you here. If you go to winbackfreedom.com, and, huh, I don't think, I think uh, the, the uh, hold on, let me just, I think I have to close a window. I think um, the tool that I'm sharing only has, allows a certain minimum number of things I can bring up. So let me just share the whole screen and I'll go to it. Um, okay, I have to do it this way, John. Okay, so you guys see it now? Is that showing now, John? Okay, so if you guys go here to winbackfreedom.com, which will put you on this site, you will see we have the lawsuit, and below here are all the, the, the playbooks are right here, okay? Actually, here's a long fuse report, exhibit A, exhibit B, the images are here. And below this, you'll find playbook one, playbook two, et cetera, okay? Winbackfreedom.com, that's where it is. All right, so let's go back. All right, so what we discovered was we discovered these playbooks. The, and then right before all of our documents were due, we also discovered another document called the Long Fuse Report done in June of this year out of Stanford, okay? the other elite institution, which wants to also, they think they know better than everyone else, okay? So let me bring that up. The long fuse report, there are two of these documents. Bring up the right one here. Okay, so the long fuse report, let me bring this up, was written in the middle of our lawsuit. So we found playbooks one and two in May of uh, this year. Uh, and then in June, we found these long fuse reports. So let me bring those up. So the long fuse report, which is right here. Uh, there we go. Okay, so here's a long fuse report. So here's a long fuse report. And this was written, again, out of Stanford called Misinformation and 2020 Election. By Again, by the way, they named these things names that they think they are the owners of election integrity. They call it election integrity, John. Okay. And... If you look at the players of this, you're going to shortly see these are the same players that Harry is now, you know, uh, commandeering and leading. Okay. And we'll come back to that. Okay. Let me, I think it's um, here. Here we go. Actually, um, so the table of contents. One of the profound things of the Long Fuse report, it basically lays out in black and white that government should circumvent the First Amendment. Let me repeat that. The long fuse report refers to the playbooks implicitly, and it says that it is important that we figure out a way to circumvent the First Amendment. 
And I'll show you that if you don't believe this. It's quite startling. It's frankly quite uh, amazing that the elites are essentially putting out in black and white. And by the way, these are the people that are part, and you'll see this name, for example, Kate Starbird over here. Okay, we'll see her name show up. We'll see a number of these people's names show up who are part of the Stanford Internet Ob uh, Observatory. For example, you see this guy, Alex Stamos, who's also, everything right, John? Okay. Um, did it just suddenly stop? Yeah, it was working earlier. I okay. At the beginning. Um, so we will see that these same people who did the long fuse report are also involved in the creation of the playbook are here. Now, what's interesting is you'll see this was funded, and I want everyone to write this down, by the Atlantic Council. Okay? The Atlantic, Atlantic Council. The Atlantic Council, you're going to find, is a UK organization, a British organization an elite British organization. So the, why is a long fuse report being funded by the, by the British establishment? Why? And this document lays out in black and white that we got to stop these election misinformation, people like me, and it reports on six what they call high-level people that were being surveillance since June of 2020, I being one of them, Donald Trump, James O'Keefe, Gateway Pundit, Breitbart, and some other organization. And we'll bring those up, okay? Black and white, but it's funded by the Atlantic Council, okay? It says your live is silent on IG. Is it back, John? Yeah. Okay, what happened? I don't know. The sound was working earlier, and then it stopped. What did you do? Just redo it? I had to restart the live. Okay. We don't know what's going on if, if Instagram's doing that, but sorry about that. But anyway, the long fuse report lays out uh, in black and white. It's a retrospective review since June of 2020 when I was being surveillance, when I'm running for federal office, exposing the jabs, exposing election fraud, all of that. Okay. So again, let's go through this again. What you see here is you cannot forget where the money comes from, the Atlantic Council. That's the most important group here. Okay. That's where the money, a full list of Atlantic Council donors are right here, and we looked at all these, but most importantly, in the long fuse report, let me go back here, it lays out in black and white in section 1.1 right here. Look what it says here. Okay, remember, it is illegal for the government to, you know, violate the First Amendment. So this document here talks about how we need to circumvent it. Let me read, read to you what it says, okay? It says right here, it goes, basically, they're talking about the fact that elections in the United States are so decentralized, isn't that horrible, that we can't centrally control them, centrally monitor them, so we need to figure out a way to centralize this, and we need to figure out a way to circumvent the, uh, the First Amendment. And this is what it says. It says the initial idea for the partnership, which is what they're talking about, the Stanford Internet Observatory, apparently came from students to... Uh, 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 to complete volunteer internship, the Cybersecurity Infrastructure Agency, CISA. Now, CISA is run by this guy called Chris Krebs. And what's unfortunate is Trump is the one who signed the creation of CISA, okay? So I brought this up, okay? Trump also extended the Patriot Act. But CISA was created during the Trump administration, CISA, out of Homeland Security. And what this says is, 
right here. It says, um, uh, responsibility for election information is divided across government offices. CISA has authority to coordinate on cybersecurity related issues. Let me blow this up a little bit, okay? On cybersecurity related issues. Can you still see that, John? Okay, let me make this a little bit bigger so everyone can see this, okay? Cybersecurity related issues to the election. The FBI to investigate cyber incidents and enforce election laws and intelligence agencies to monitor for foreign interference. Yet, no government agency in the United States has the explicit, John, I need power for my cord here. Um, it's right in there. Yet, no government agency, yet, no government agency in the United States has the explicit mandate to monitor and correct election misinformation and disinformation. Correct. Okay. This is especially true for election disinformation that originates from within the United States. So what this is saying is obviously the United States government has no right to interfere with what U.S. citizens have to say, right? And it says this is especially true for election disinformation that originates from within the United States, which would likely be excluded, excluded from law enforcement action under the First Amendment and not appropriate for study by intelligence agencies restricted from operating inside the United States. As a result, during the 2020 election, local and state officials who had strong partner, who had a strong partner on election system and overall cybersecurity efforts were without a clearinghouse for assessing misinformation targeting their voting operations. So that's a clear thing. What this quote unquote research nerds are pointing out is that, you know what? There's all these people out there attacking, frankly, attacking uh, election, corrupt election officials. And they're branding that as information. And isn't it horrible that the government can't snuff out people like Dr. Shiva and others? There is no central clearinghouse. That's what they're talking about as the introduction to the Long Fuse report. And then the Long Fuse report goes and pats themselves on the back and others how great it was that they had the playbooks, okay? That these playbooks were, were beautifully done because they were able to snuff out repeat spreaders. Okay, and I'm going to show you that. All right, how's everyone doing, John? Okay, so everyone get what I'm saying? So it was our movement, the Movement for Truth, Freedom, and Health in our lawsuit that figured out the entire censorship infrastructure, these playbooks, which we exposed. It got too hot for the judge to handle. He thought he was going to buy homie out me by just putting me back on Twitter my lawsuit had not just one claim for me to go back on Twitter, but six claims to go after all of these guys to ask for uh, criminal and civil action against them. And I wanted to expose the domestic censorship infrastructure. And that was manifest in the big, in, in the very important diagram that I also presented in court. And I'm going to bring that up. Okay. This diagram, as many of you know, we downloaded here. Okay. I'm going to bring it up here in a separate document here. Yeah. Where is it, John? Yeah. So maybe you can hold that up, John, for the for the audience uh, on. Maybe you can hold that. Yeah. So let me bring this up. Okay. Actually, I think I downloaded this. Right. Okay. Okay. For the people on on YouTube, let me bring this up. Okay. John, you may just want to hold it on the screen so people can see it as best you can. Um, so I'm going to bring up the, the the censorship infrastructure document that we exposed. Okay. 
All right, so let me bring this up. So this was one of the most profound documents that came out of our lawsuit. And this scared the shit out of the establishment, including the lawyers, the judges, everyone. So let me bring this up because it basically was exposing all of the parties involved and a lot of their friends. So let me bring this up. So this was that document. And this took a lot of time to put together. But it's it looks like a mob diagram, if you can see this. It says how it works, how election officials and government actors coordinate with platforms to silence speech. So let me repeat again. Our lawsuit had discovered the censorship infrastructure that was created to silence you and me and everyone else. And this censorship infrastructure, as I'm going to walk through, through with you, is funded and supported the research of it from the British Crown, as well as United States elites, all of whom now Prince Harry is working closely with. There is a reason that this doofus ducus is here. The British never wanted, I'll repeat, they hated the fact that you and I, the peasants, got the First Amendment. The British Crown doesn't like the First Amendment. There is no First Amendment protection for British people still, okay? So let me go to this diagram, and I want everyone to look at this diagram carefully, okay? And this diagram is a diagram that it should horror everyone who's listening, okay? It should get everyone really upset. And I think some of you have already seen this. Let me go back to this. So here we go. So what does this diagram show? When I expose a ballot images were deleted, I was exposing this woman, Michelle Tassinari, who presented herself just as a state election director of Massachusetts. By the way, we have a diagram here. Can people on Instagram see it, John? Uh, I was holding it up for a So people can see it here. This is this diagram, okay? Can, is it seeable, yeah. John? Okay. And in this diagram, the top person here is the state election director of Massachusetts. What I didn't know at the time when I exposed her was she's not just the state election director of Massachusetts, but she's the one who wrote, was the author of the playbooks, along with this woman, Amy Cohen, unelected. By the way, no one elected these two people. Amy Cohen, as we zoom in on her, is also over here one of the founders, which a really big scumbag, this guy, David Becker, who founded the Center for Election Innovation Research right here. Well, who funds the Center for Election Innovation Research? They receive $50 million in funding from the Zuckerbergs, okay, right here. The Zuckerbergs funded the, the, um, the uh, Center for Election Innovation Research. I got to go here like this. Okay. So, on, and by the way, the, the, you can see this online if you want to see it. So, the Zuckerbergs here funded the Center for Election Innovation Research. So Tassinari calls Amy Cohen. Amy Cohen is part of this organization which wants to centralize vote tabulation. But guess what? Tassinari is always also sitting over here on CISA, which is the Cybersecurity Infrastructure Security Agency. She's actually on the executive committee with the National Association of uh, uh, Secretaries of State, former president, CISA associate director, etc. And what you see over here, she's also sitting here with the MIT Elections Lab. More importantly, what you'll see here is all of these people at this layer here are involved with the Harvard Belfer Center, which created those playbooks. And over here, the Atlantic Council funded the Long Fuse Report, a la Stanford. Again, Tassinari's over here, Kate Starbert, Chris Krebs, and all of these people over here. Bottom line, this entire set of unelected officials created 
the playbooks, as I just walked you through, all of these documents, there are the manual for censoring every United States citizen. Let me repeat that again. What I'm sharing with you is a set of unelected officials got together to create the blueprints, the playbooks being one of them, the long fuse report, and they gloat about it. How people like me should be censored, how we are super spreaders or repeat spreaders. But what you see in this diagram here, everyone, ladies and gentlemen, is these people here are, no one elected these people. John, did you elect them? No. No one elected them, okay? But these unelected officials, Chris Krebs, Kate Starbird, you'll see all of these people were the thought leaders in putting together these playbooks. And these playbooks map out the creation of what is called the election infrastructure ISAC. And this allows state officials right here to contact ISAC, which is a nonprofit, to silence people. So that's how they subverted the First Amendment. So these people created the blueprints to create ISAC. So if you're out here tweeting away stuff that you're critiquing election officials for election fraud, all right, those people right here, state election officials, contact ISAC, which is run by a nonprofit, Center for Internet Security. Well, lo and behold, who funds that? Democracy Fund. A billionaire by the name of Pierre Omidyar and him and Craig Newmark, for example, have funded this infrastructure. Craig Newmark has also funded the Atlantic Council. They all work together. So here are your billionaires, Quadrivium, which is a Murdoch's, James and Catherine Murdoch. And remember these names when I talk about Prince Harry. Here is Zuckerberg's, here's Craig Newmark Philanthropies. And all of these people have funded this domestic censorship infrastructure's thought leadership to create ISAC, all right? And the net of it is this, okay? So I've shared with you the playbooks, I've shared with you the long fuse report, and I've shared with you this infrastructure. Now, what happened in our lawsuit was that it got too hot for the judge and the lawyers and everyone to handle because I was not just wanting to go back on Twitter. I wanted to completely expose all of these guys and make them accountable. Those were my six, seven claims. They wanted me to just go back on Twitter. I refused to do that. The judge said he was gonna impose sanctions on me. It was a four hour session where I was literally crucified by all of these people because I did not wanna back down. And what they did was they sealed the lawsuit, they sealed those diagrams, and the judge forced me to just file an amended complaint just with one, one claim, which I did. And then I said, you know what, F off. I don't want your, I don't want to go back on Twitter. But what we showed is that our movement, the movement for truth, freedom and health, John, can you play the ticker there, John? Um, which I want all of you to become part of. We expose the fact that the government of the United States is in collusion with big tech, where government ends and where big tech begins, nobody knows. But more importantly, we're talking about today, this is now even newer news than that, is that the British government is behind all of this and the elites who wanna still be part of the British crown. So why do I say that, okay? So what came out as I started this discussion today, I've been watching why Prince Harry is here. He's been working with an organization called the Aspen Institute. Well, just a few days ago, the Aspen Institute released a report, okay? And look at what it's called. It's, it's gonna blow your mind, okay? 
It's called, let me bring this up. Um, can everyone see it, John? Yep. It's called the final report, okay? It's almost like the final solution, okay? The final report, okay? The final solution to destroy and vaporize the First Amendment. Commission on Information Disorder. So think about that. A bunch of people who you and I never elected are putting out these reports saying how we need to control misinformation, disinformation. In fact, in this report, now it's going to connect to all of you. Let me go right here. Is that in this report, they are giving recommendations. Information disorder is a crisis that exacerbates all other crises. Information disorder, John, doesn't that sound like the First Amendment? It's called the marketplace of ideas. Okay? Remember, they always use these Orwellian terms, information disorder. That means the First Amendment. Remember, the British Crown doesn't like the First Amendment. All right, so this report comes out of the Aspen Institute, and they have promoted Harry to become one of the commissioners of this report, and they call it the Aspen Digital Team, and I'm going to go in, into gross detail on this. We're in a crisis of trust and truth, okay? Their truth, Okay because their truth is being their false truths is being exposed. And this report goes into uh, detail of their recommendations, okay? And but I want to show you, I think it comes up here. Is it here? Yeah. Let me go to the pictures here. Uh, yeah, here we go. okay. So what you'll notice here, who were the authors of these this report? Well, lo and behold, look who you see here. The chairman of this is Chris Krebs, okay? Who's a guy who is the head of CISA. So they're all hanging out, partying together. And there's Chris Krebs, okay? A complete scumbag. And guess who's right next to him? John, who do we see right next to him? Uh, I'm not sure. Okay, let me see it here, okay? These are called the commissioners, the czars. These are the czars now of the First Amendment, okay? They're called commissioners, okay? Commissioners of Information Disorder. And there is Prince Harry right there. You see that, John? Yeah, let's go in a little more. Okay, there's Prince Harry. This is Catherine Murdoch, who's in our diagram. There's Chris Krebs. Here's Kate Starbird. There's Alex Samos and the Motley crew of all these other people. So overnight, they have, this is their follow-up report in November of 2020. So they had the playbooks, which were published in September of 2020, right? In May of 2021, we exposed them of this year. In June of 2021, they put out the long fuse report. Now, Harry is in full swing saying that he wants to control fake news in the United States. Is everyone getting this? Does everyone understand what the F is going on in the United States? The goal is to completely, well, the First Amendment is gone. That's, that's what our lawsuit showed. But the goal is to make you think that it's so princely and it's so good that this is good for us. That's why they have this British agent, quote unquote, Prince Henry, who we've called the Dukey of censorship now, okay? And this is why the article that came out in the Daily Mail, uh, who likes to expose Prince Harry, which is good, okay? This is what's fascinating. So if you go to this article, is it showing up there, John? Yep. Okay, so if you go to this article here, what do we see here? This is in more, it says Prince Harry issues fake news action plan, which means how to con combat action plan. It, again, an unelected official, no one elected this guy. The Duke of Sus Sussex, we call him the Dukey, 
of censorship releases report from left-wing U.S. think tank designed to tackle, quote-unquote, avalanche of misinformation. Duke of Sussex is commissioner of disinformation with the Aspen Institute, okay? 37-year-old Royal revealed 15 specific recommendations for leaders. Report calls for increasing social media transparency. Remember, this is Orwellian. Whatever they say is the opposite, okay? This means social media... Uh, um, uh, basically uh, complete control, all right? And if you go through this, the important thing to point here is um, here's his calling card now, okay? And look what he, who, look who he's hanging out with, Catherine and, uh, I forget his name, Murdoch. Okay, let me bring his, uh, and these two people are the ones that our lawsuit expose. Let me go back to this. Without equivocation, right, our lawsuit exposed. Here we go. If we zoom in right here, they're the ones right here, Quadrivium, which funded, and if you follow this all the way through over here, they funded right over here, Democracy Works, which is the organization that is, is a parent organization of the National Association of State Election Directors right here, okay? So these people are not just people hanging out. They're highly political animals, okay? James and Catherine Murdoch, by the way, the Murdochs are the ones who own Fox News. All right. So the Murdochs, as our lawsuit exposed, are the ones who funded Democracy Work, which owns NASID, which is where all the state election directors hang out. And if you say anything against them, like they're fraudulent, you will be knocked off Twitter like I was. And, and I was also uh, running for U.S. Senate. OK, so going back to this, what we see here. John, is everyone tracking this? Okay. And you forgot to mention YouTube almost knocked you off a second. Yeah. Yes. And by the way, let me mention YouTube almost knocked me off recently because I did an open forum talking about the Arizona audit and they forced us to take down a open forum video. Okay. And let me remind YouTube and all these people, I'm still running for United States Senate in 2024. So I'm still a political candidate. If this occurred in any other country, if let's say Putin, right, silenced um, removed, uh, you know, told the government, uh, uh, told, had his government contact Twitter to remove one of his opposition candidates. This would be like front page news in the New York Times. However, in America, when it's backed by the British crown, everyone thinks it's okay. And that's why Harry is here. This doofus is not a doofus. He's not a cuckold of Meghan Markle. That's what the news wants you to make you think. Meghan Markle, if anything, is the employ of the crown. She works for Harry. Harry works for the British crown. They are here to make sure that Americans feel good that the First Amendment is obliterated. So think about what he just did. He, and let's go back to the Daily Mail article, okay? And you'll see who his compatriots are. All the people that we exposed in the long fuse report, that we exposed in our lawsuit. So Catherine and... The Murdochs, okay? Prince Harry worked with the Aspen Institute as commissioner of disinformation to fight so-called fake news. I never had elected him. Did you, John? I believe, Did we, it, I believe we were, uh, you were supposed to send your mail-in ballot to the Illuminati meeting. Yeah, I forgot to send the mail-in ballot to the Illuminati meeting. Did anyone here elect these two idiots to be the commissioners of disinformation? Let's just ask that. Does anyone do that? I didn't do that. Did, did anyone? So these people are, and this fool, it should change the dookie of censorship, 
John, I think we should make a card, the Dookie of censorship. Okay, put it out there. Okay, this guy is, and, and these people who funded Democracy Workers and NASID, okay? And as you can see, this is their information commission report on information disorder. Now, one of the things it says right here is, you know, all the things that we have to do to basically silence speech. But look what it says. This is one of the most important ones. Hold super spreaders or repeat spreaders. That's what they call them. Of mis and disinformation to account with clear, transparent and consistently applied policies and enable quicker, more decisive actions and penalties commensurate with their impacts, regardless of location or political views or roles in society. Okay. Now, why is everyone look at this? So this is Harry's recommendation that we better destroy people like Dr. Shiva Ayadure on the internet fast. He's a repeat spreader and super spreader. Now, why do I say I was branded as a repeat spreader and super? Is that my words? No, that is literally in the long fuse report because the long fuse report on June of 2021 did this whole analysis and it, and let me go, to, let me go to that now. So this took a, a while for our team here to get all this research together for all of you. Let me bring that research up now. So this is again in the long fuse report. So we're going back to the long fuse report. In the long fuse report, here we go. All right. And this is pretty incredible, okay? In the long fuse report, let me hide this. So I don't hide sidebar. Okay. So in the long fuse report in chapter five, what does it have? It has, did you see this, John? Look what it has. An integrated look at repeat or what they call super spreader, same word, okay, across platforms. So in section 5.6, it says Trump is one of the repeat spreaders. So he was knocked off, right? The Gateway Pundit, another repeat spreader, okay? And they highlight six people. And then over here, James O'Keefe is another one. Breitbart News, Newsmax Media, Project Veritas, and guess who is right up there, Dr. Shiva Ayadure, right? So among six people, Dr. Shiva Ayadure, it says, played a unique role in promoting election misinformation, a unique role, a unique role. And in that, it began after election day and featured an almost exhaust, exclusive, exclusive content that misrepresented, uh, uh, misinterpreted statistics. Yeah, an MIT guy was four degrees, misinterpret statistics. Okay, but Harry knows better, right? The dookie. He is also an example of overlap between producers of coronavirus and election misinformation. Idre's platform grew remarkably in 2020 after a video claiming Dr. Anthony Fauci was a part of the deep state conspiracy. All right. So again, you see the jab thing and this other stuff is closely related. By the way, I want to let everyone know, John is vashiva.com live. We are launching our own video channel. You can go to vashiva.com.tv or vashiva.com slash live. All of this will be up there. So we're going to little by little move our audience over there so you can see this wonderful content from us, highly researched content, direct. So if we ever get thrown off. But you notice that I was considered a super spreader, a repeat spreader in that long fuse report by all of those people. So... Here we have Mr. Dookie, Dookie of Dookie of censorship, quote unquote, Prince Harry is saying that people like me need to be held accountable and all the people ha he hangs. And by the way, Craig Newmark from Craigslist, 
funded also the Long Fuse Report. And these are all the people who are on the panel with Harry. So just look at this. Can everyone see that, John? So these are the people, let me make it a little bit bigger, who are on the panel with the Dukey of censorship, okay? These are the commissioners, as I mentioned, but we're gonna take a closer view. Oops, let me go here. Yeah, there you go, okay? These are the people, Chris Krebs, he's right in that diagram. Katie Kirk has apparently joined them, okay? And you can see these other people. And all of these people, if you drew, draw the lines, are in one way or another connected to the creation or the blueprinting or the architecting of that censorship infrastructure, either through, directly or, or through their organization. There's Catherine Murdoch, there's Alex Stamos, okay? Kate Starbird, et cetera. So there you go. What I've just shared with you, hopefully everyone has been tracking this. I know I shared a ton of information. Um, it's hard for me to do these short videos, but what everyone should be aware of is that there is no First Amendment in the United States anymore. What I shared with you in that diagram is what our lawsuit uniquely discovered, okay? Which by the way, now the controlled opposition guy, RF Kennedy is now talking about, he literally took all of our stuff, right, John? Yep. And is repeating it, okay? Literally verbatim, word for word. Yeah. Now he's talking about working people. Yeah, now he's talking about working people. Everyone needs to become and support this movement for truth, freedom, and health. Contribute whatever you can. But one of the things we've done is we want people to start getting educated on learning how to understand and you yourself starting to learn how to reveal the truth here. We need to understand the interconnections. That is what system science teaches us. That's why we were able to do this. It is This is a machine. It's not any one individual. This is the system, the domestic system of censorship in the United States. It is these unelected officials who have put together the election infrastructure ISAC so they can launder censorship. And Prince Harry, we gotta add him now, okay? If you recall in the, in the, in the original diagram, I did a little meme that went up on, um, that went up on winbackfreedom.com. So let me bring that up. On winbackfreedom.com, I did a, a, a meme. And I, and the reason I did that was because I wanted everyone to understand that the, 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 uh, situation we're in right now is not any one individual doing it. It's not any one party. It is all brought to you headquartered out of Britain, okay? Because, and let me, this meme sort of shares it all. And it may be initially hard to understand that. What is Shiva talking about Britain, okay? But that's where all of this emanates from. And this diagram that I put up here for our lawsuit, it's me, you know, throwing the, the trident. You see the royalty, MI6, is the one that really is the brain trust driving Harvard, Stanford, Belfer, right? Here, if you look in this diagram here, you'll see this, um, the CIA, state officials, and they're laundering censorship through these organizations, through Twitter. You see, Twitter and big tech are at the end of the process. All of this begins up here. Can everyone see that diagram, John? It begins up here, okay? The head of it, the brain trust comes out of the British crown. That is why Harry is here, okay? So I hope this is clear to everyone that when you take a systems approach, it becomes clear. John's gonna play a quick video, John. John, can you play the video 
So I want everyone to watch this video and I'll be right back. But I want all of you to listen to this video and recognize that we need to build this movement for truth, freedom and health. Go ahead, John, can you play? We have allowed our country to be taken over from within. And the end goal is you will have a homogenized world where we will become slaves because there is a condition among the elites that really thinks they're better than you deep down inside them that you don't deserve the freedoms you have. They don't. This reality is what people need to wake up to. And we need to all unite working people. There's only one movement that can do that. Mm-hmm. And that is the movement that we started creating here in Massachusetts, the movement for truth, freedom and health. Look, I've been a student of politics since I was a four-year-old kid, studying revolutionary movements, left wing, right wing. There's a physics, there's a nuclear science to destroying the establishment. To build a bridge, you need to understand Newton's equation. You need to understand the laws of gravity. You need to understand Poisson's ratio. There is a way to build a revolution. And that's why I put this together. My goal is to train a army of truth, freedom and health leaders. We don't need followers like social media. We need leaders, but they they need training because the educational system does not teach them history, nothing. So in three hours, that's what I've started doing. That's the solution. We got to train people. First with understanding what a system is. The second is understanding the interconnection between truth, freedom and health. Freedom is the ability to move freely, communicate freely, right? Talk freely. Without freedom, you cannot convert ideas hypothesis into truth, which is science. And without freedom, you can't really get to truth. And without truth, you make up fake problems and fake solutions, which means you destroy our health. And without health, which is the infrastructure of us and our body, you can't fight for freedom. Third concept is it has to be bottoms up, working people, people who work uniting. And what the right wing has done is whenever you say working people unite, that must be communist. Meanwhile, they've let the Democrats run unions, which suppress workers completely corrupt. But when you look at the arc of American history, it's been when working people came up. We need to go local. Every solution I'm coming up with as a part of this movement, we're giving the science, which is the truth, and then we tell people what they can do on the ground. Like with election fraud, you don't need to wait for some lawyer. Our goal is to train people, Dave, to go local, to go local, to go local, fight locally. Forget lawyers, forget politicians, forget celebrities. You've got to learn politics and there is a science to it. They lock us down, we should be ready to shut them down. And the fourth part of this principle is a not so obvious establishment. So when you look at a system, there's always something that disturbs you from getting to your goal. Well, the biggest disturbance is a not so obvious establishment, which are those people who claim they're for you on the left and the right. The Al Sharptons who tell black people I'm for you. The Tucker Carlson's. Do you think any true anti-establishment person will ever be on Fox or CNN? I don't think so. They both mislead working people back into the establishment. Without this solid understanding of political physics and theory, you're screwed. You're gonna follow on the the left wing, Bernie Sanders, oh, he said something, or Robert Kennedy, scumbags. Or you're gonna follow, you know, some right wing talk show host. They're not gonna lead us to liberation, it's us. And that political physics, it's a nuclear science of change. Bottoms up. We have to organize to understand that there is people who talk a good game and then look at what they actually do, left and right. I'm sorry, Sean Hannity may say some good things, but I don't see the urgency in his voice to get something done. And it can only come when you weaponize yourself with the right knowledge. You need to be able to identify a rat. You know, Christ didn't go after the Romans, right? It was the Pharisees and the Sadducees who screwed him up. His own quote unquote people. And that's where we're at. So these four concepts, 
I've built into a curriculum. People can go to vashiva.com and it's an educational program. We need to train people in political theory. You need to have physics. And I've created that curriculum. People need to get educated. We need to get educated fast. And within a half an hour, an hour, I can teach people two years of MIT control systems. I teach people those concepts. Then I apply it. Anyone can understand it. And then you say, oh, I got to build a bottoms up movement. They have to get politically astute and then they have to go locally and act, not sit there on social media. They have to act locally, defy locally, be, do civil obedience locally, but with knowledge on how to build a movement. And the Senate campaigns expanded to the movement for truth, freedom, and health, and they can find it on Vias and Victor A. Shiva, vashiva.com, so people can sign in, they can get access to a bunch of videos. If they want to take a course and become a truth, freedom, and health leader, I offer a full scholarship there. But we want people to make a commitment that they'll study, that they'll get certified, that they'll go do activities on the ground. So go to VA Shiva, Victory America Shiva, VAShiva.com. All right, so that video that I just played for you is a video on what you can do. And we'll come back to some of the more details. But listen, the purpose of today's talk is really not to just shit on this dookie guy. Uh, and by the way, we shouldn't give these people this much respect, okay? Let me just tell you something that having uh, grown up as a child in the caste system of India, you know, my parents grew up, grew up in colonial India. We have to recognize that it hasn't been that long since the world got suffrage. What do I mean? Voting rights. It was probably only maybe 20, 30 years ago that everyone in the world got the right to vote. It was only, you know, a, a century ago, 1920, that women got the right to vote in the United States. Okay. So the concept of voting, participating in elections in the long march of human history is like a very small piece. The elites never wanted to give you and I the right to vote quote unquote democracy. So they gave us a right to vote, but in my view, and we'll talk more about this in other videos, they went three steps backward to make sure that those voting processes were always under their centralized control. And that is why in that diagram that I shared with you, this is why Zuckerberg funded the Center for Election Innovation Research. It's about centralizing tabulation. This is why we have mail-in ballots. And as a part of this effort, if someone like me or any American citizen exposes there are some people exposing fake election fraud stuff and making money off of it, which I don't support. But there are systemic issues in our election fraud election system that need to be exposed. When, when someone like me exposes that, they have set up the censorship infrastructure. This, you know, their entire censorship infrastructure. And this infrastructure is created to make sure that any American, any U.S. citizen who exercise their free speech rights will be crushed. Okay, so what is the way out of this? The way out of this is not by electing politicians. We've shown, we, I said in the middle of our lawsuit, I said, look, yeah, I'm making all this headway, but do not trust lawsuits. And at the end of the day, the judge and the lawyers torched it and they, they literally censored our own lawsuit on censorship because it was too dangerous. The only way we're gonna win, the only way is by building a movement, bottoms up. It's not gonna happen by Trump. It's not gonna happen by Bernie Sanders. It's not gonna happen by any one of these individuals. It's gonna happen by you building a bottoms up movement. 
And that term may seem so foreign to many of you. That's why I had John play that video because that video te teaches you that every one of you is capable of becoming leaders in your community to build a bottoms up movement that is based on an educated, enlightened set of people understanding the principles of systems. You can't build a bridge, as I said in that video, without understanding Newton's laws. You can't build an airplane without Bernoulli's principles. And we're surely not gonna be able to build a movement that unites working people beyond left and right, beyond uh, black and white, without each one of you really systemically understanding the mechanics of deception and that there is a science. It's called the science of systems. The elites who are running this, by the way, who are doing this kind of stuff, here, Omar Diar, who funded a lot of this, he understands system science. And if you don't believe me, I'm going to take you right to his own website called the Democracy Fund. By the way, I, I repeat, they always name their organizations very, very, uh, these uh, Orwellian terms as though they're helping us. But if you go to the Democracy Fund's website, which is the organization of Pierre Omadiar, who's been funding this censorship infrastructure, let me show it to you right here, you will see that on his own website, he is promoting to his folks the need to study system science, okay? And why do I say that? And I, it says Democracy Fund. By the way, these are the guys who funded this censorship infrastructure. At the bottom of this website, what do you see? System syncing, system syncing. And they have a big page, why system syncing? So my point here in sharing this with all of you is we're never going to win this huge fight if you don't learn the science of systems. And it took me many, many years to organize that knowledge, put it in a way that we can learn. And I want all of you to support this movement for truth, freedom, and health. And when you support this movement, what we've done with all the generous contributions people have gotten, we haven't just sat on it. You know, I've asked people in the Trump campaign, what did you do with the 400, 500 million you raised off of our work, actually? We don't know what they've done. They better do something with it. But our organization has taken the contributions. We have built an entire platform. Number one platform is an educational place where everyone can come and they can learn the science of systems. John, can you bring up the dashboard and maybe share that with people? Okay. So, or I can bring me to bring it up. I'll bring it up. So we have created an entire environment when people, uh, and you don't have to do this. Okay. You, there are people who just contribute and go on their merry way. But for those people who are contributing, you know, I think, I mean, we used to do this for hundreds of dollars or thousands of dollars. I used to teach um, this class at MIT elsewhere, but we've made it accessible to everyone. Let me show it to you. We've created an environment where all of you can come and you can learn the science of systems. So let me share my screen here. So yeah, maybe you should bring Instagram around. So uh, when people sign up as what we call warrior scholars, the first thing that happens is our warrior scholars, when they log into, and this is the dashboard that we've created, in our own infrastructure, we're not dependent on Amazon. This is running on infrastructure in our own data centers, right? So here you see, we have all these videos that people can learn the foundations of systems course. We are training people globally on how to become system scientists. That's number one, people can get certified. People get access to all my books and everything on system science, scientific papers. People get, then get access to software training tools, okay? 
Then people get access to live events that we're doing, again, all educational. And then we have created our own infrastructure independent of big tech, a private social media infrastructure. People can connect. They can connect with others because as you learn this, you're going to want to connect with others. And then we've also created all these activation cards. And I think the best thing is as I leave this is John is going to play a very nice video that we have that'll explain this to you, okay? But the bottom line is this. I'm going to keep doing these videos. It takes a lot of effort and research to bring these together. Tomorrow, we're going to go into the history of World War I, and we're going to see how the British do two things. First of all, they censor the populace, and then they incite division, divide and rule. Let me repeat that again. This is the mechanics of how the British crown has controlled people for many, many centuries, and they need to do it again, okay? We're heading back into pre-colonialist, pre-revolution era, uh, pre-1776. That's why Harry is here, okay? That's why he's involved with this, which is to censor every American, okay? And the reason that this is occurring right now is it is no coincidence that all of this stuff, the playbooks, the date of these playbooks were September 2020, but they were starting to be created in December uh, around uh, 2018, right after Brexit. Brexit is an opportunity for the British crown. They didn't want to be part of the European Union. They want to reassert their dominance. They want to recreate the empire. And by the way, when we say British crown, we're talking about 300 families. We're talking about the elites out of Harvard, Stanford, et cetera, who actually believe that you and I should not have the First Amendment. But the way forward, so we don't have to lament on this. We don't have to get into all the, you know, machinations of, you know, talking about the, you know, I don't know, you know, all, all the, sometimes the conspiracy guys go crazy. Okay. What we do need to focus on, what is the solution? And the solution is we need to build a bottoms up movement. So what, what I've done is first get educated or be enslaved, understand the dynamics, the quantum physics of how all of this works. Then interconnect with other people independent of other big tech. And third, you got to learn how to become a leader in your own community. That is this movement for truth, freedom, and health. So you can go to truthfreedomhealth.com. You can go to vsu.com, join. You can contribute to this, whatever you want. But anyone who contributes 25, 100 or more gets access to the entire platform. So John's going to play the video. And I hope to see you again tomorrow. Tomorrow, again, we're going to go into detail on how the British started World War One and how it help them and how the British, the next video we're going to talk about is how the British got us involved in war, the United States involved in World War II. And right now, and then we're going to do a follow-up video on what's going on in Belarus right now and how they actually want to start another world war. Okay. The British love wars. That's when they divide and rule all of us and they love censorship. They love divide and rule and they love censorship. Those are the two right and left arm of the British crown and the elites. John, can you play that video for us? So John's not going to play a video. Um, ready, John? Go ahead.
Hello, this is Dr. Shiva Ayadure. Welcome to VA Shiva, the platform of education, technology, and activism, so you may raise your consciousness to win the truth, freedom, and health you need to create the future you deserve. The VA Shiva platform provides this truth, freedom, health warrior scholars the following three capabilities. Number one, an ultimate education that is based on the science of systems. Number two, technologies to empower you to take charge of your health, as well as social media tools, independent of big tech, so you can connect with other incredible truth, freedom, health warrior scholars equally dedicated like you to winning truth, freedom, and health. Three, instruments for activism so you become a beacon of light in your online and offline community to educate others, growth, and advancement. VA Shiva provides you the foundations of the science of systems, the ultimate education. The science of systems provides you the missing fundamental scientific knowledge to understand every system in and around you. The science of systems will enable you to uncover the real problem and real solution in any situation and on any issue. Concerning the educational component, first you will receive direct access to me to learn the science of systems in my three-hour live private online group class that I run every week. Second, you will have access to archive lectures so you can continue your education independent of me. Third, you can test your proficiency in learning the fundamental principles and get a formal certification for the foundations of systems. Independent of this classroom education, you will receive also four important books. The first book is the best-selling classic Systems and Revolution from which you can learn all of these concepts and more. The second book is the science of everything that will educate you on how the science of systems is the foundational knowledge of every system in the universe. The third book, Your Body, Your System, focuses on how to understand the interplay of these systems within your own body. And then the fourth book, Your System, Your Life, will help you apply these principles to other aspects of your life, such as running a business, understanding relationships, and more. Beyond the curriculum and books, the second capability is the technologies that you will be afforded. One of them is a powerful Your Body, Your System software, which is an online laboratory where you can use your body as a system to further deepen your understanding of the science of systems. The tool allows you to understand what kind of system you are. Is your system on course or is it off course? And how the inputs of food, supplements, herbs, activities such as sleep, yoga, meditation, exercise can affect your body to bring it back on course. Finally, to support your education, I've also included a seminal scientific paper that I wrote which will help you understand that the knowledge of systems it does not only originate in the modern world starting in the 1920s and 30s, but it actually dates back 10 to 20,000 years and intersects directly with the foundations of Eastern systems of medicine. In addition to this, you will also get two scientific papers sharing how the science of systems can also be used to apply to understanding how food is medicine. One paper exposes turmeric from the molecular systems level and how it affects your body. The other paper explores ginger and how that affects your body. That's just the educational piece. As you raise your consciousness through this education, you will likely want to connect with other Truth Freedom Health Warrior Scholars in an environment where you can connect and build community. To support that, I've also created two powerful social media tools. One of them is the VA Shiva Forum. Here you can start discussions. You can pose questions and meet others and have healthy debates. The other is VA Shiva Social, where you can create your own profile, your own presence, like other major social media tools. However, it is independent of big tech. You can use VA Shiva Social to interconnect with your fellow Truth Freedom Health Warrior scholars and build community. Beyond the education capability and the social media capability, the platform also enables you to take action by disseminating your knowledge on the ground and into your local online and offline communities powerful educational cards and research are included so you can pass these cards to your friends and neighbors that provide them summarized content which further directs them to online research and education. In addition to this, the activism component also provides you many, many short one-minute educational video content, memes, and text allowing you to quickly craft messages for your Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, TikTok, and other pages so you can deliver content to educate others and drive them to longer educational posts on VHE. 
Shiva. VA Shiva is fundamentally an enabling platform for you to get the truth, freedom, and health you deserve through education, technology, and activism. I hope you become a truth, freedom, and health warrior scholar today. Thank you. All right, everyone, I hope this was helpful. Uh, it is a series that we're going to be doing on divide and rule and censorship, how they're interconnected. I hope all of you get educated. I would hate for all of us to be enslaved. And the goal is to learn the science of systems, become part of the uh, community, contribute to this movement in any way you can. Um, you, anyone can go to truthfreedomhealth.com, just sign up as a member. You get all sorts of gifts for doing that. If you want to sign up as a supporter, um, then we want to teach you how your body is a system. There's a book, System and Revolution. And for those of you um, who want to contribute more, you get access to a whole bunch of 15 gifts and you get to join the community and a whole bunch of other things. But the bottom line is we need to get educated or we will be enslaved. Let's build this movement that is based on understanding the science of systems. Thank you, everyone. Have a good night. Be well.